This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath, we're heading into the second hour of the program. We have lots to cover in this uh, section. (laughs) In this hour, we're talking about erectile dysfunction treatments. We're going to build on what we talked about last week. And as well, we're going to be talking about uh, marriage and divorce rates and sexual offenders versus sexual addiction. Did you catch him cheating and all of a sudden he's saying he's a sex addict? Well, that's a much more socially acceptable mea culpa. Uh, But we're also going to be talking about uh, divorce rates and um, what is a predictor of divorce and, and how can you change that? What are some of those things to ensure that your marriage remains intact over the long term. But first of all, in a blog that I recently read of Justin Lay Miller, he recently digested on his sex and psychology blog a little bit about things that are related to one's relationship. So age matter, age matters. If you marry later, you tend to have a relationship that will last longer. Demographics matter. According to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, education and religion are both powerful predictors of lasting or dissolving unions. Education matters. Women with a bachelor's degree have a 78% chance of having their marriages lasting 20 years compared to 41% for those with a high school education, while it's respectively 65% and 47% for men. Identifying as religious also gave a similar bump versus being non-religious. This personality trait makes things especially hard. Well, not those things. Other things. Life's things. Neuroticism or emotional instability is a personality trait that measures how sensitive you are to perceived threats and how likely you are to ruminate about them, that hand-wringing personality. It's been implicated in anxiety and depression and has been shown repeatedly to to predict divorce. And this just in, infidelity most certainly does not help to keep your marriage going. It's not really surprising when people cheat on each other. And we saw this in a 17-year longitudinal study following nearly 1,500 people. Cheating leads to lower marital happiness, a greater feeling of divorce proneness, or the chance that you might split up and a higher occurrence of actually doing so. I maintain that people who cheat are unhappy in the relationship. They may be unhappy with themselves, and I know other therapists disagree with me on this, but and a lot of people like to think, well, we were happy, everything was great, and he cheated. But you know what? No, there's something that is has gone awry. Well, if you want to have a long-term marriage or relationship, then you're going to be happy that you're listening to this show right now because I am very delighted to have Leanna Walden in the studio with me. She is a sexually sexual energy healer, and she's going to talk to us tonight about the need for sexual exploration in long-term relationships. Good evening, Leanna. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Maureen. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So very Good. interesting work that you do. Mm-hmm. You see people, if you will. I see people. You see people versus patients. I mean, I kind (laughs) of term mine clients or patients, but so couples will come to you. Tell me about the typical uh, client in your practice, if if there is one or just. Uh, There's a whole variety of of, of people from singles to couples, but um, mostly it's people coming to me kind of stuck in a place uh, in their sexual lives. So if it's a couple 
they're uh, maybe they've been together for a long period of time. Maybe it's been shorter, but they've just they're at a point where they just don't know what else to do and why their sex life is just not going anywhere. Why it's not as exciting as it was when they first started. And so, what do we do? How do we how do we get this this moving again? How do we feel the passion again? And what if you have somebody who has neuroticism? And uh, would that be challenging to to deal with in terms of advising? Uh, I imagine uh, promoting sexual exploration is the cornerstone of what you do. Well, when you say neuroticism, what are you talking about when you mean neuroticism? People with, that have a tendency to, th- that hand-wringing personality, that person with anxiety, that person with fear, that person who can't really go outside of the box, that person who isn't comfortable stepping outside of the comfort zone of vanilla sex, okay. of, yeah. you know, missionary position, mm-hmm. that that type of person, that, that same old, same old kind of sex that a lot of people complain about. That, you know, there's one thing that people aren't having sex, but then there's people who are having sex, but it's boring sex. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and that personality that's just not comfortable with trying new things, uh, exploring, have, making it fun, playful, exciting, different, changing it up. Mm-hmm. Well... We talk a lot about the box that we, a lot of us live in when it comes to coming together in relationships, particularly in a marriage. So the box being heterosexual, monogamous, long-term, and happy, (laughs) supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is based on a lot of belief systems that we have. It's systemic. So this is, you know, this box is once you're in a relationship, once you're married, you enter into this box, and this is what you have to remain in for the rest of your life. And if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. And so we'll work with, okay, let's, let's look at this, this, this box here. And is this, is this working for the two of you? What, what are the desires that you're having right now? And um, because it really, the, the box of heterosexual monogamous long-term is one possible scenario of having a relationship. And it's very limited. So I help people like look beyond that and, and know that there are, you know, endless possibilities of ways that you can transform or um, establish or create your own relationship. It doesn't have to be within that particular box. And what do you recommend? Well, it's different for everybody. I haven't met a couple that's that's not doing this, that's doing the same thing. You know, so everyone. What, is, comes what are some of the options that you would recommend to a couple that? Um, wanted to shake up their sex life? Well, the first thing I would do is I would talk to the to each, each you know, as we sit down together, the couple, we'd find out what it is that each of them wants or where they are. And like you say, there might be someone who's very comfortable in this box and doesn't want to go beyond that. But the other person is feeling like they want to explore and do some other kinds of things. So we kind of put everything on the table. Let's look at what the desires are right now and what's going on and then try to find solutions so that both of them are happy. It tends to be it, it, um, the. It, it tends to always fall back to this is the way relationships are supposed to be, and this mm-hmm. is how we have to. This is therefore we have to have a relationship this way. And if you don't like it, too bad. But one person may be suffering. One person will just like I've had couples where one person just does not want to have sex anymore, just not interested in sex, and the other person is like, well, I am interested in sex. So how are we going to make this work? And so we I have a lot of patients like that and a lot of listeners and a lot of emailers that say that send me that exact question which was what I was going to ask you what do you how do you deal with the sexless relationship for example the sexless marriage Yeah and and again it's it there's just so many different kinds of scenarios but um I look at each couple individually each person in the couple them individually at where they're at and 
um, if there's if the scenario is maybe one person is feeling kind of asexual because sex is constantly changing we're, we're constantly changing in what we what our desires are and what our needs are and our wants are and we have to allow ourselves to explore and open to other possibilities you know you don't wear the same underwear your entire life or eat macaroni for your entire life you and sex is the same thing you you need to explore and open and try new try new things to make it exciting mm-hmm. if you're going to be married for 40 years or 50 years or 20 years or five or be together for five years whatever amount of time it is you need to like allow yourself a little bit of wiggle room to to grow beyond that and sometimes people will be locked in that box because they're they're scared so we'll try to we'll look at what are what are the fears here what is scaring you about you know going a little bit beyond that and do you find that um, some people just don't have the knowledge the understanding the, the sex education to go beyond that that vanilla that um, same old kind of sex or where sex isn't important where they've just decided I don't want to have sex anymore where and and I have many couples who uh, email me that question, the desired discrepancy within a relationship is um, very bothersome to the one person in the relationship or in the marriage, and the other one doesn't, um, has no desire to increase that. But what what, what would some of the other um, options be for people? What are some, I know on some of your YouTube videos, there are, you talk about open relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is one option, to open a relationship. And even that within itself, open relationship is a, a big topic. It's a, it, There's a lot of different ways that you can go about that. It's not just about, okay, we're going to open a relationship and we're going to start sleeping with other people. It could be maybe the two of you decide that you're going to bring one, uh, somebody into the relationship so that it becomes a threesome and it sort of like adds a spice to the relationship. And so if there's a couple where the woman doesn't want to have sex and the man does, and then would that be an option that they would bring a third person in when, when the woman doesn't has low sexual desire? Is that going to increase her sexual desire? Is it the mere fact that somebody else is in there and is desirous not of her? Not necessarily, no. Par- no. Male partner or husband? She, she may it, not be into doing this at all. Is that, I was going to say, I mean, is that a real option? If she, for- has, <laughs> if she has low sexual desire, we look at like why, why her desire is so low. And it may be because of the kind of sex that they're having. Mm-hmm. And I find that that is... Boring uh, sex? Yeah, I find that... Well, and, and that's why I say sexual energy healer because... One thing I find is that people go way too fast sexually. So, you know, they haven't even entered the energy of sex. They're just performing sexually. And and he's ejaculating and she's maybe having an orgasm, probably not. Well, I mean, if she's using the womanizer, she will be. But I'm going <laughs> to ask you to, um, <laughs> and I have one to give away on the program, but we're just going to go to break right now. Yeah. And on that energy healing note, I'm going to ask you to hang on. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We're talking about uh, long-term relationships and sex and sexual energy healing. Women actually report more boredom in the bedroom. And in fact, women get bored with their partner after just 12 months, according to a study out of Southampton in England that actually surveyed 12,000 or close to 12,000 women 
women. And Leanna Walden is a sexual energy healer, and she's in the studio with me, and we're talking about boring sex. Sorry, <laughs> it'll get exciting in a second. <laughs> Leanna, <laughs> so a lot of couples come to you because they're having boring sex, dull and boring sex, correct? Let's, I just tell it like it is. <laughs> or they're not having sex. But anyway, well, let's, let's just, go with the dull, uh, same old sex. Yeah, it's the same old sex. And I say, you know, you can't have the same sex you had when you first met. It's just, it just doesn't happen. You have to change it up. It has, to, you know, we're going to take your sex life to another level. And this has to do with ejaculation control. You know, women cannot access levels of orgasm, certain levels of orgasm, without being penetrated for at least 20 to 25 minutes. And, and, and that's most, a mismatch with guys because most of them can't last for two minutes. That's right. There's Sorry, like, guys. Well, there's like 94, 94% of men can't last between, you know, last between two to five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, a lot of women aren't having orgasms. It's not the men's fault. It's just that the two yes, of them are... Yes, it is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> they need to work together. And I think a lot... Well, I find within my clients, it's a lot of men don't understand that that's the case. And um, so this is why I always go back to... We got to slow down, slow everything down. And sex is work. Work for fun. Fun Would work. you say? It's fun yeah. work. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. You know, but it I takes give exercise, time. I give, give, give homework. It's all, you know, you know, having sex mm-hmm. kind of homework. It's so great. you're teaching men to delay the ejaculation? How to do it. How to connect to the, the energy and control it. Oh, versus the start connect. and stop method. So yeah. how no, would you, no, no. How would you recommend? Method, no. Okay, how do you yeah. recommend um, through the energy? Well, I talk a lot about that. First of all, breathing, because mm-hmm. a lot of men are they they have heavy the, panting. The ideas they have the <laughs> ideas they have it in your head. They have the erection, but there's no connection going on. So there's their body is not feeling any kind of energy. So mm-hmm. I talk about it like cock energy. We access that and move it through the entire body, so that when they want to bring the erection down a little bit because they're too excited, you breathe, you pull it into your body, spread it around your entire body. So now the woman feels sexual energy all over your body, all over his body, and mm-hmm. that that helps her relax more and open more, and so that's that's the beginning of the technique. And so and also you know that comes with slowing down. The sexual energy is very slow. It's like molasses. You have to get into it first before you start raising it up. You don't start at a high level because then it's just over before you know it, and then you're just sitting there like. Uh, I don't. Uh, nothing happened. Right. right, and maybe he might be satisfied, but she, and, and maybe not well, as satisfied not. as he's he can not. be. He's exactly. not because he's like, I, I, you know, it went so fast. I didn't feel anything. I hardly got to look at this woman. You know, I hardly got to touch her. You know, it's about whose see- fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and like I say, it's education. It's not realizing that. You have to go really slow. You have to connect to the energy first. And that's taking the time. You have to start taking with taking the time. the time in life because breathing, a lot of people are busy. Breathing. Mm-hmm. I find like people are afraid to breathe on each other. That is an energy, that sexual energy, breathing on the other person and letting that energy you know, filter into their bodies so that the two of you can start to find an energy that will build sensuality and passion and desire. You've got to find that before you get into you know, intercourse. Intercourse right. is like later. Exactly. You know, you want to get her excited, get her wet, get her open before that happens. So enjoying the moment and, yeah. and the many moments. And so you have a workshop coming up about this on yes. November 17th and yes. December 5th. Yes. And so um, what, what is the name of the workshop? It's called the, your Electrosexual Connection, Intimacy and Attraction Workshop. And it's about building energy, starting with intimate energy, heart energy, and then into erotic friction. It's all experiential, three-hour workshop. It's very powerful. And, and you, what time is it? It's like uh, 7 till 10. 
Okay. Seven till ten, so three hours. Okay. Um, you'll be doing exercises the whole time. Come as a couple or a single. Okay. And where can people get tickets? Uh, on my webpage. Okay. The, the tickets are on Eventbrite, but you can access that through my webpage. And your website is? LianaWalden.com. Should well, I spell it? Sure. Go L- ahead. <laughs> L-I-A-N-N-A-W-A-L-D-E-N.com. Perfect. Well, yeah. lovely to have you here on the program talking about sexual energy, keeping couples together, and keeping them having way more exciting sex lives. Yeah. Thank you so much, Leanna. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Take Thank care. You. All right, everybody. We're, let's keep that energy up. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath in the final strokes of the program. Going to be talking a little medical right now. Going to be talking about thyroid disease and erectile dysfunction. And uh, one may not consider thyroid disease or thyroid disorders such as hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, or Graves' disease or Hashimoto's syndrome uh, as affecting their sex life. But it certainly can. And the thyroid gland is a small butterfly-shaped gland at the front of your neck. It's about two inches long and weighs about an ounce, but it plays a major role. Even though it's really small, it plays a major role in your overall health. It produces hormones that control your metabolism. So how fast or how slow your organs work in your body and the hormones influence Everything, your heartbeat, your breathing, your brain, and your nervous system. And they also help to regulate your body temperature, your weight, and even some blood levels such as cholesterol levels. So when your thyroid makes too much hormone, you may, get, you may have hyperthyroidism. Or an overactive thyroid, you might get skinny, your heart rate might be increased, and your body has to work faster than it should. And you might feel nervous or jumpy or have problems sleeping. You might also feel warm, you might uh, lose weight, as I said, and also have diarrhea. Uh, In contrast to that is hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid, and that's when your thyroid doesn't make enough hormones. So in this case, your body works more slowly. So symptoms of hypothyroidism include feeling cold, tired, achy, and constipated. You might gain weight and have dry skin. So everybody that's out there that's gained a little weight is probably hoping they have hypothyroidism so they can be treated with uh, synthroid, uh, with uh, thyroid hormone. Like synthroid is, is one, thyroxine, um, some of the treatments for thyroid disease. You can also, um, you may need surgery. There's also radioiodine therapy, and that involves taking radioactive iodine pills, and that, that destroys your thyroid gland. And uh, as a result, patients tend to develop hypothyroidism, but it's a lot easier to treat hypothyroidism than it is to treat hyperthyroidism or overactive bladder. I had a patient in my office this week, and she had Hashimoto's disease, a thyroid disorder, and she was not being treated. She actually had been being treated by a naturopath doctor. I'm really sorry to say this, but, you know, he was giving her 15 different herbs and supplements and none of which was working because none of them were uh, thyroid hormone or synthetic thyroid hormone. So it wasn't working. And, you know, it's, it's actually quite dangerous not to have your thyroid disorder treated because you are at risk of heart disease and you're also at risk of becoming unconscious and it can actually lead to death. So it's very important. And so I said to her, before I can even help you with your sexual health issues, you need to go to see a doctor and you really, and I explained to her the importance of getting on the proper medication. Uh, But also for men, 
About 64% of men with hypothyroidism have low sexual desire, erectile dysfunction, or delayed ejaculation. About 7% have premature ejaculation. So that's why it's important if you have any of these symptoms or any of these situations, you need to speak to your doctor about it because these also, these all can mean a, a medical condition. So you might have something that is actually wrong with you. Uh, you could have heart disease, you could have diabetes, you could have thyroid disease. So it's very important that you get the proper diagnosis so that you can get the proper treatment. It may just be, you know, a little anxiety, a little nervousness. I mean, it could be that, but you need to go to the doctor and get the differential diagnosis um, for that. And so once your erectile dysfunction has been diagnosed, you'll you'll need treatment. And so, of course, treatment depends a little bit upon uh, the cause of the ED. If it's anxiety, then you'll need to have uh, treatment for your anxiety, whether that's mindfulness, cognitive behavioral therapy, MCBT, or whether that is uh, sexual energy healing, as we heard in the previous segment. Um, and so there's lots of different uh, conservative measures for you, but there's also the erectile dysfunction vacuum device, for example. And so a vacuum device is a constrictive device, a VCD, and it's, a, and it's an external pump with a band on it that the man with erectile dysfunction uses to get and maintain an erection. So it's vacuum. It brings the blood to the penis, and you actually put the, the band on or the penile ring. You put that on for no longer than 20 or 30 minutes, and it allows you to have uh, an adequate erection for penetrative sex. There's also penile implants. They're not used as much, but it's a penile prosthesis, and that's an effective treatment for erectile dysfunction. And those surgeries take about an hour. We tend not to do them here too much. They're done in an outpatient uh, outpatient center. There's also erectile dysfunction surgery. That's vascular reconstructive surgery, and that is one way to improve blood flow to the penis and to help you to uh, attain and maintain an erection. And of course, you've heard me talk about these medications before, Cialis, Levitra, Staxin, and Viagra. A lot of people have side effects from these. They have nasal congestion, they have uh, headaches, they have heart racing, and and so it's difficult for them to take it. They might feel panicky, and so they want to try something else. And so, of course, living a healthy lifestyle is always important. Eating a high-protein, low-carb, um, low-glycemic index uh, diet is very helpful, what I call my all-in diet, get you all in, um, so that uh, and it's a whole lot easier to get all in if you are having a good erection. I had an email from a fellow who said he has, um, hopefully I have time to read that, but he has... Um, erectile dysfunction as a result of prostate treatment, and he's embarrassed about it. And how does he bring that subject up with the person? You know, the bottom line is you are the person that they fall in love with before even sex uh, begins or intimacy begins. So the intimacy also is so much broader and so much wider than that, and it's not necessarily just around your penis. Uh, there's a lot more to you than your penis. I know you guys find that hard to believe, but anyway, it's true. Uh, getting back to treatments for erectile dysfunction, there's alprostadil. It is a, it's available as an injection or a suppository, and that's a drug that, that um, increases the blood vessels dilation, so it helps to dilate the blood vessels, help them, helps them to expand and boost blood flow throughout your body, including your penis. So we're, there's also testosterone replacement therapy for ED. Those medications that I mentioned do not work well in low testosterone environments. You can exercise too much and lead it to low, um, you can get low testosterone levels. There are some other alternative remedies for ED. 
um, like Yohim Bark and Yohim Bark and Horny Goat Weed, and also quitting smoking, even if it's cigars. You are twice as likely to develop erectile dysfunction as non-smokers. If you're a smoker, you're twice as likely. So, because smoking hampers the circulation to all areas of your body. Okay, so if you have erectile dysfunction. It's important to get it treated. I do have a womanizer that I want to give out. I don't. I keep forgetting about it because whatever reason. I also have some more Fem, P H E M M E, which is a vaginal moisturizing gel for people who have vaginal dryness. It can lead to low sexual desire as well. But give me a call and uh, just tell me the best thing about um, the partner in your relationship if you want to win the womanizer, and uh, and then that way uh, you're partner isn't going to feel badly if you bring a sex toy into the bedroom. What do you think of that? So if he hears on air you saying what is so great about him, that will be amazing. So give us a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. They came from far and wide on Wednesday night to get womanizer. So I realized just how amazing this product is. Uh, many women in my clinical practice who have never experienced an orgasm find that they can experience one within, you know, a couple of minutes. And uh, and so it's uh, very, very therapeutic, ladies. So give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you want to win the Womanizer. Save you t- yourself $200. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, an article that I posted on LinkedIn that I that I saw today. Um, and it was called The Death of Wonder Woman. And this is about Ruth Kelly. And she had her, a company called Venture Publishing. And, but it, it was a, a sinking company that was largely in debt, uh, and she never quite recovered from it. And, and it went on for years. And, and uh, this it was just an interesting um, article, and, and it had such a sad ending. This woman, um, this woman actually, uh, her life ended because she died by suicide. She was an entrepreneur. She was a, a well-known business leader. She was a... Uh, an incredible woman by all accounts, um, but her business was fledgling, and her her it was failing. Her husband wasn't aware of it. Uh, she had a very public identity. Uh, she wasn't started not paying her staff, and um, you know what she this was her passion. This was her baby. This was her love. This was her life. Um, but in the end, it is what actually um, really harmed her. And her, the qualities that were once her greatest strengths made her situation worse. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that, you know, we all have troubles in life and we have this thing that people are going to judge us or gonna, we're going to feel ashamed if we fail. But, you know, failure is a gift. Uh, this woman left her husband um, single and um, obviously, you know, uh, a widow, uh, a widower. He's a widower now, and he was shocked by it and just had no idea. Um, but anyway, it's just something to think about, just something to think about that failure is a gift and also embrace your problems early on in whatever it is in your relationship or your business life and, and have no shame around it. But I do have a couple of men on the line for the Womanizer. Let's talk to Ken first. Hello, Ken. How are you? I, I love your show. I, I listen to it all the time. I find it quite fascinating. And, you know, you're talking about... Uh, in marriage, where, it, where it's sexless. And I was married for about 30 years, and I guess the last five years. I may, I may have been in that situation as well. But I've been on my own for about four years, and I'm actually meeting a lot of single women, divorced women, who have no interest in sex. Wow. Like I find, yeah, I, I, I... Is that just I, no interest in sex with anyone? 
I have no, not, with, not with me anyway. Not with so, me. Uh, but I'm finding a lot of women are, um, you know, they're, they're, sometimes they tell me that they haven't had sex in years, and and they're okay with it, or are they are they are they jumping your bones? <laughs> no, I I I don't I don't so much as say that they're okay with it, but you know when a woman tells you that and and she's quite serious about it, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's just married couples. I think there's a lot of women who just, for whatever reason, have no interest. And I don't know why, because sometimes they're, they're telling me that they're just not interested. It's not specifically with me. Right, uh, right. But in, in general, and I and I find that really strange, but it's quite common. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm out dating women, and I find that uh, I'm running into that quite often. I find it strange. It's, but it's I don't, fascinating, actually. Um, yeah, but, and I don't know why. Yeah, well, I, there's a number of reasons. I think. I mean, you know, we can we could get into it, but we don't have that much time um, left. But uh, so you don't actually need the womanizer, Ken. <laughs> no, and you know what? There's I'm no woman. I think a lot of it. Um, I'm a little older, and I find that being in good shape, I work out, and I'm extremely fit, and I find that makes a big difference because I know a lot of married guys and. Uh, you know, and, and they tell me they're just not having sex. Well, anymore. they're just not in good shape and they're just a bunch of slugs on the couch. Thanks so much for the call, Ken. How about <laughs> Russell? <laughs> Thank you. I'm sort of attacking things from the other end. Yeah, you uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, wondering why the uh, STDs or STIs are remarkably um, resilient or peaking with people over their 60s. When, on the other hand, the previous caller just mentioned, as I agree with him, that many women just do not have sexual desire at all, uh, or very little, I should say. Well, one of the reasons that they are peaking, I think sort of it's the end of life and people are like, is this it? Oh, my gosh, I better get back to it. I (laughs) better see what that was all about. And uh, maybe they've got memory loss. Who knows? Let's try this activity. I don't know. But, um, but, you know, they, they, they don't use condoms. They feel, and the exactly. reason they don't use condoms is because they, they know they can't get pregnant. So, yes. so that's why. But they, but seniors do have sex. A lot of people think that uh, intimacy ends at a certain birth date, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems that uh, uh, perimenopausal uh, women are um, just giving up the ghost sexually, and yet, on the other hand, uh, as I say, the STIs are rising uh, cataclysmic. Not cataclysmically, but quickly. They are, and 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 uh, did you hear that? All you perimenopausal women out there, <laughs> um, you know, and that's why vaginal health is important, and that's why yeah. sexual healing and sexual health education—that's all important because it's sex is to be enjoyed, not endured. Exactly. Russell, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, so we're going to, anyway, no womanizer winners yet. That doesn't mean you can't win. Give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. On your cell, I'm Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Somebody mentioned about seniors having sex. It could be that they have uh, brushed up on their math skills, but I'll get to that shortly because Peggy is on the line and she has dared to phone in about the womanizer. Hello, Peggy. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, good. So you um, are interested in the womanizer? I am interested in the womanizer. It's uh, lust and 100% pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, (laughs) 
It's true. Okay, so what is the great? See, we don't want your partner <laughs> to feel as though you're replacing them. <laughs> yes. With something. So, what is the one wonderful thing about your partner? The most wonderful thing about my partner is that my partner is always there and and gives me a purpose and and lifts me up in life so that I am constantly happy. And and who my partner is, it is, uh, let's put it this way, my husband, uh, ex-husband walked out and this higher self walked in and it it has never left me. And I am constantly happy and richer because of that connection to this higher self. I'm always happy. But I'm not having sex. (laughs) You're with your fabulous husband? No, my no, my my oh. ex husband ran off with another woman and and left me. But oh, so <laughs> I I I miss that. I so the there's there's no partner when he when he walked out. Oh, it's your higher self. I was going to say my who, higher self walked in uh, full time and I got my life back. Oh, and I it see. Is just the most juicy life that I have ever had. Well, fabulous. Well, you definitely the womanizer girlfriend. Okay, so enjoy. Okay, we'll give you the details on how to pick that up. I've got, thank you so much, Peggy. I've got Eddie on the line. Hello, Eddie. (laughs) Hello, Maureen. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Good, good. So I was calling for um, for the womanizer for my my wife, actually. Her birthday is is coming up and... (laughs) Yeah, big cheapo. I never would have w- awarded it to you. <laughs> what do you think you can get away with actually not buying her a gift and you're going to get a freebie? <laughs> you know, there would be another gift, but this would be probably the main show. <laughs> <laughs> this would definitely be the main show. I I just gave it away to Peggy. I don't know if you know her, but you can maybe buy her <laughs> for a reduced price. <laughs> Okay, anything you can help with would be great. <laughs> well, all I have is personal moisturizer. Do you want that? Um, okay, I guess it's uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have. Okay, okay, that's fine. But you could actually buy her a womanizer. <laughs> yes, yes, I was thinking. I mean, you know, is it like sold in the usual stores? No, no, no. It's only on my website, my friend. Oh, okay. Um, do that to the website then. You will be husband of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I always love to give her these kind of things. Oh, you do? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, that's good. The call was out for women to tell me what was so great about their <laughs> But that's okay, Eddie. Well, I'll just call you later on after November 19th kind of thing. I hope you listen better. <laughs> I don't think she's listening. I wish she's listening, but she's not listening now. Uh, no, I hope you listen better with your wife. That's all. That's a big complaint oh, okay, of no. women. Anyway, Eddie, thank you thanks. so much for the call. Thanks, Green. All right. You take care. Have a nice birthday for your wife. Okay, so we're, we, we, don't have much, uh, we don't have much time left, but uh, if you are, have a desire to continue to have sex as you get older, then it is time to start hitting the books. So what you need to do is go back to math class, <laughs> geometry, trigonometry, statistics, any one of them will do. There's a study from the International non- Longevity Center in the UK and found that people who are better at math have more sex, more savings, and better care planning than others in old age. Do you think that means that they actually have uh, less worries? Anyway, we are fresh out of time, aren't we? Because uh, we went a, a minute short this time. Yeah. Anyway, go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. I'm Maureen McGrath. Have a sexually healthy week. Lovely to have all of you. Lovely to have Leanna Walden here. And uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Bye now. 
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.